Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of the Geeky Boys Podcast. I'm your man Darcy, and this is Big Geek Umar. How y'all doing today? Or how are you doing today, bro? I am doing well. It's the end of a long week, and I'm excited to just wind down with a little bit of geeky conversation. I'm with you on that one. I mean, as our title suggests, we have a lot to talk about, but like, even I have, like, this has been a long week for me, too, that has nothing to do with all the stuff that we have to talk about. So, yeah, a geeky conversation seems like the right way to go about things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to it. So, like you said, we got so much. What is first? Before we do that, just a, a little shout out that our bro tactics couldn't make it for today. He uh, had an alternative appointment, but nonetheless, he did give some opinions in his group chat, but not enough for us to like post here without, without him. So we are missing him, but we are going to continue and we're going to jump right into it. So um, first bit of, and we're just going to call this, you know how I would say like, you know, geeky news and then reactions and reviews. This is just all geeky news. <laughs> just unending non-stop levels of geeky news <laughs> so uh and uh, some of them are even interconnected so i'm gonna try to keep this as together as possible but like knowing us we, we're gonna be talking about stuff we're gonna be jumping ahead but we're gonna do our best so uh just a little piece of housekeeping for those of you who are not watching us live if there's a particular topic that we're covering for today in the uh, in the link in the, uh, you can click the link of timestamp in our description go right to it now jumping in this is more of a just a brief announcement for those of you who have not been keeping up with like Hollywood news, which is going to have some after effects on literally everything we're going to be talking about. The writer strike has been going on for a better part of, I think, like two months. Mm, yeah. And uh, that's the WGA. And they were uh, they were fighting against uh, basically a lot of like corporate bullshit regarding AI and a few other things that we didn't really know about. Well, uh, as of last night, aka today, I think it was last night, um, the Actors Guild, the SAG, has also decided in the first time since President Reagan was in charge, uh, so that's like 60 years ago, uh, both the writers' strike, both the writers and the actors have all gone on strike together. <coughs> Excuse me. So that means for, like, writers was one thing. So that meant, like, no shows could really be, like, put into production because they had no writers to do it. But now it's even worse that, like, no, like, for whatever has been written so far, there are no actors that can do anything. So just to, just to give you a list of so some of the things that the actor strike, the SAG strike, is doing is they're not allowed to do tours. They cannot do personal appearances. They cannot do interviews. They can't do conventions or fan expos. And, you know, seeing as how San Diego Comic-Con and, and Toronto fan expo is coming, ooh, uh, no festivals, no consideration events, no panels, premieres or, premieres or screenings. In fact, like the, the, the cast of Oppenheimer actually left their premiere because of the SAG strike. No award shows. Hopefully Emmys won't be affected. Uh, no, no press junkets, no podcast appearances, which is interesting. No social media, which means you can't, they can't use Instagram or Twitter to promote anything and no studio showcases. So like essentially Hollywood has come to a complete stop and the current head, the CEO of Disney and a few other people have been kind of 
blaming the writers for making too much of a big deal and causing a lot of trouble. While also we've just found out the uh, when the actors went actor strike went ahead, they kind of said that uh, studios wanted to take a AI image of a back like a background actor, pay them for one day's work, and then use their image for the rest of existence without paying them. So. Yeah. Let's just say that in the current age, we're going to need some... This is going to be a really interesting next couple of months for us. Thankfully, we have some stuff in the ahead of time, which is probably why the studios didn't choose to negotiate. They just like heavily shoved their screening stuff or, and their press stuff. But I think they feel safe for the next couple of months. So I guess we're going to see how this plays out in all the things we're going to be talking about throughout the rest of the podcast. So so basically, these conventions coming up is going to be either a lot of cancellations or some really, uh, how do I put it, like, they're going to throw all their social media people to try to run, like, run booths and panels, and it's just going to be like, it's, it's going to be like, like no. Convention. It's going to be no. an old school convention before, like, uh, celebrities were like, this is the place to be. It's going to be like, oh, okay, remember when we didn't have celebrities? And I'm guessing all these conventions are uh, have a no refund policy thing going on because yeah, the, 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 like they the, the convention people the people running the convention are really in a bad position here because it's like you're gonna you're gonna take this big cost right the comp the the place that holds the convention like the actual facility is gonna be like no we can't rebook this so you're paying us <laughs> it's just gonna be like yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a sad event it's gonna be sad yeah. all around. And uh <laughs> looks like Tactics has decided to join us for <laughs> it's just like wow, that's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, um yeah, so understandably for the next things we're gonna be talking about, this is gonna have some uh some effects, some lasting effects. Yeah, so absolutely. On that note, moving on to our next topic. Now, this one is a little piece of, uh, I guess you could say, Markham pride, and also some, on my part, Pakistani pride. Uh, so our the star of Ms. Marvel, Iman Vellani, who has been like kicking ass uh, in the MCU, who we all we all are proud of for being Canadian, giving representation, and me personally putting Pakistani Muslims on the map. She just came out yesterday. Uh, an article came out yesterday, this morning, actually saying that she is going to be uh, working together with a, uh, a writer named uh, Sabir Prasada, uh, who is going, and they are going to combine, write an, a series for Miss Marvel. So that means Iman Vellani is not only going to play Ms. Marvel, she's also going to write the reintroduction of Ms. Marvel as a mutant in the comics. That's awesome. That 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 is awesome. Yeah. So like, I when I read that, I was like, "Holy shit!" And I mean, pride, just a whole lot of pride going on right now, and really proud of her. Yay, Markham. Uh, and uh, she, we're we're all from Markham. Well, no, Darcy's not from Markham, but I'm from Markham, and so is she. So is she. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not from Markham. You visit I drive, Markham. I, oh, I drive through. I was going to say that, but yeah, no. I, I, I mean, it, it, it's it's dope because I've heard that the recent Miss Marvel stuff has uh, not been up to snuff in some people's opinion. So it's good to hear that somebody who's uh, deeply connected to it will uh, have a different approach. 
Yeah. And our, our boy Tactics says, she seems like an avid comic book fan, so I'm all for this. She's earned a geeky badge of honor, 100%. And uh, Tactics is also from Markham. So, like, you know, we're giving some represent. Uh, and I also liked her quote. She was like, uh, you know, I've never written anything in my life before, but I've read many comics. So I just wrote what I uh, would want to read. And girl, respect to you. All the respect to you. So, uh, all right, moving on to our next topic. Like I said, we're, like we got a lot to cover. So we, we're going to be jumping through these ones. These were just some like announcement news that kind of just happened really recently that we didn't have time for like slides and stuff. Okay, so our first real big of geeky news is the blue sorry the blue beetle trailer the second trailer for blue beetle now i have my thoughts on this but i'm actually interested uh so t if you want to put in the comments what you thought of the blue beetle trailer we'll definitely read those out but like darcy what are your thoughts on the blue beetle seconds trailer yeah, this ain't gonna be a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we were saying pre the podcast. I think that at best this movie's gonna be Aquaman one level, and at worst you said Black Adam, and that's fitting um, because, um, like, the thing that, that that kills me about this is it's like I see the the you know the Spanish family, and I'm like, oh, everything there feels really earnest. But it feels like it's going to be so popcorn dish in that it's not going to like land right or something like that, you know, uh, like like or the best part of the film will be the family and the superhero part of the film will be the most like meh part, like cool scenes, bro. You know, like there's a scene that reminded me or in the first trailer where he does the whole sword swing thing and people are like, oh, yeah, that's like <coughs> a, the the Final Fantasy uh, reference. Well, he, he, he Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And for me, just the way that the staging looked, I was like, Power Rangers movie one. <laughs> like, it just, that's what it, I was like, I'm like, we're both right, is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm just worried that this is going to be not that hot. And, um, you know, it, it kills me that, like, how many movies do we have to sit through till we get to the reboot? You know, how many movies do we have to sit through until we see a DC property that's so new that makes everybody go, wait, hold up a second. Like all the people who'd be like, I don't want to see none of these these movies no more. The, the Flash, Bull, Bull. Like, I mean, like the casual person not wanting to, to, to see these movies. Yeah. We need a big shift. We need a big like, hold up. Let me just, oh, that, that looked like, that looked like Guardians of the Galaxy. Let me go check that out. That looks good. You know, something that like, they, 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 they'll make them believe. And how many times do we have to have disbelief before we can get to believing again? And, and you know, that, that hurts us. And so I'm hoping I'm wrong and it's an Aquaman one. But the downside is if this is good, like, let's just say this was good. Let's just say this was a smash. Wonder Woman one. Okay. Smash. Yeah. Uh, and then we're just gonna change the tone. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? What? The, how? No matter which way this goes, it doesn't benefit us unless James Gunn has a really good way of tying the tone off from this and Aquaman two into his movie, and yet at the same time breathe new life without it feeling like, you know, like it's the old stuff, but it also doesn't feel entirely disconnected. Otherwise, it's gonna be like. If we hype this up in the last two films, if this movie and Aquaman 2 are smashes, and then we just change the game, like, that doesn't help. <laughs> so, 
Okay, I, I'm gonna come back to that point. I'm just gonna give uh, my quick two cents. However, I'm gonna like I'm gonna put T up on on the screen uh, saying um, uh, Tactics was saying uh, they don't care about this trailer. Barely any advertisement for it. Facts. I mean, 100% facts. When when we were looking for pictures for our slides, I mean, there's a reason why we have this up and like only like a couple other photos on. There's not a lot. Like I think this is even fan art, but like at the same time, yeah. it looks cool. So so like. I mean, we had to use fan art for our slides, just putting it out, out there. So T is right on that front. In terms of what I thought about the trailer, I want this to do well. As a minority individual myself, and also with the success of uh, Ms. Ms. Marvel, but barely anyone saw that. I don't want that to happen with Blue Beetle. I would like it to... like. Be good, uh, be one like let's use let's use like Wonder Woman like uh, level if not Aquaman or even like even the first Shazam. Give me the first Shazam in terms of quality, but like people enjoying it and like coming to see mm. it and like it making a profit. Like something where like yeah, with Shazam, most people forgot about it afterwards, but it wasn't a bad film. So give me that. Yeah, I honestly, now that you say that, I think it's going to be a Shazam film. I hope. Because cause you like that more than me. Granted. Which is which and, is a weird, weird reversal, by the way. But, uh, no, I know. But, but so that's where I feel like this is going to land. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let it land there. Because like, at the very least, like, I know a lot of people, I know, I think even Tactics really likes this actor because he's from um, the Karate Kid uh, series. Uh, I'm, oh, my God, I'm blanking on it. Um, Co- Cobra Kai? There it is. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, like, this guy's from Cobra Kai. Uh, and I know other people, like, this is his big breakout role. There's a lot of focus on Hispanic. Sorry. <laughs> 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 uh, let, me, let me put that on, on, on screen. <laughs> so, uh, Tactics says a blue beetle going to give us blue balls, tease us with a good time, but at the end of the night, we won't deliver the goods. That's what we're afraid of. And, and yes, tactics. I, I eventually got it right. Um, um, but yeah, so I I want this to do well. I want the Hispanic community to have their representation because like literally this is their biggest superhero. And like he's not a weak one. Like he could if at his like prime, he could take on a Green Lantern. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this isn't it kind of is super- like a Green Lantern in a way, like it, it, in well, a more the, mech Iron Manish way. So, the, uh, the Reach, the species that gave that created the Scarab, they are like mortal enemies of the Green Lantern. Yeah, that makes sense now. Exactly. So, like, of course, they would make something that would be able to counter it. So, like, this is a damaged Scarab that has taken over like uh, Jaime Reyes, and he is supposed to be like basically a pre badass superhero who has the potential to being at the level of green lantern. Yeah. So they say a small character for the Hispanic community. Like we got Ms. Marvel, like, and I would say like her, like her powers are versatile, but she ain't like a big level, a A level hitter. She's like, she's awesome. She's great. We love her. But like in terms of power, she, she's impressive, but she's not like a big hitter. He can be a big hitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, he's done great. So, great depiction of him in uh, Young Justice. 
Yeah. Okay. So second season, Young Justice, because I've only saw like bits and pieces of season three, and I haven't gone past that. But season two of Young Justice had Jaime Reyes as a Blue Beetle on point. He was like bad and like took on the Young Justice crew. He was good and like fought Black Beetle, and like no, like don't you can't give us Young Justice level Jaime Reyes and give us disrespect for the live action. But if I'm being honest. Yeah, that trailer didn't fill me with confidence. Just like this picture probably doesn't fill anyone who's planning on hiring this kid with uh, confidence. Mm, I want it to do well, but this feels still really big DCEU vibes. And like, they need to... And now going to like your point, Darcy. And I'm sure you agree with me on this one. And you may have had a different point. I may have uh, mistook it uh, the right. But the way I see it is James Gunn is capable enough that he can take any direction pre his role. Because like technically speaking, uh, Blue Beetle is the first movie of the DCU. Mm-hmm. Followed by uh, uh, um, Aquaman, uh, The Lost Kingdom. So yeah, those two are going to have DCEU vibes in there, even though they're technically DCU. But I believe Gunn is able to use those and can and like work it with his uh with his style, with his story, with his vision. I believe I, I believe in him to do that. Look what he did with Peacemaker. Look what look what he did with the Suicide Squad. You know, th- th- those are strong facts. Those are strong facts. And I, I absolutely agree with you. I think he has that, that capability. The point that the more I was trying to get at is mm. There's two problems we have, or one problem that can go in two different directions. The problem is, is he's going to reboot it, right? He's either going to change the tone dramatically, or he's going to weave it for where it feels like it starts on this tone, like off of the tone that we have, and and it goes into something br- like brand new over time, and, and the whole tone changes, right? He'll have. That's not Quick my question. point yet. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I wanted to understand something. What do you mean by tone? Like, because like each film, even in the MCU, the, each of the films had different tones. Uh, feeling like it's connected cinematically, like got, they are got, actually okay. in the same universe. Okay, I'm with you now. Um, the feel, you mean? Yeah, the, the the cinematic feel, the connectivity of the universe. I'm with you now. Sorry, but the the problem is the time between now and then. So let's just say, hypothetically, an- another decision was made and we just ended all the movies and they said, we're just taking a big gap of time, right? That would hurt, but at the same time, we would have nothing. And when they announce something new, we would probably be scrambling just to hear about it, right? You know, like to, to, to a person in the desert looking for water, right? Um, but we have a problem where we're going to continue to get new content. And the, there's two paths that this can go. We get more problems, as in this movie's decent, Aquaman sucks. This movie sucks, Aquaman's decent, right? Or they both suck, right? Um, or let's just say there's a super smash on uh, between these two next films, right? Super smash that makes people go, I want more like that. But that's not what we're getting next. So it's like either way we can kind of creating a problem do we which is worse of a problem to make people want more and then not give it to them or to give me more crap and to push them away before you give them the good stuff that's kind of the thing that i'm like realizing with how much the fact we have more movies coming out before we get to the new 
the new version that we believe is going to be better. And that's 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 a tough spot to be in. You're right. That's actually yeah. Mm. I will say that Superman is a smart move on Gunn's part because, like, no matter what, even the most layman of individuals will know who Superman is, and if that's where he's like, he's really taking charge of it for his tone. People might be like, we'll just ignore the rest. Possibly. Yeah, that's a good point because. Yeah, if you just come with something hot with Superman, that might just be like, whoa, Superman? Because, yeah, Superman's, what, the first superhero? Like, in yeah. comic history, right? Yeah, and so he's he, uh, most recognizable. Most recognizable, yeah, yeah. Um, Tactics uh, is going out with a con- uh, with a very uh, strong statement. He's like, fuck this Blue Beetle shit. You know what I really want? What we really want? Batman Beyond. Um, we'll see he wrong. I want Batman Beyond, but to be honest, Taxes, I'm going to disagree a little bit in that I don't want Batman Beyond right now because I don't want Batman Beyond, even off of the fact that we had, and I absolutely love the Batman we just got, our OG, our OG, I'm forgetting the name right now. <laughs> 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 I was hoping she could help me out. <laughs> I was just like, like the OG, and I was just waiting for you to just intersect there. Michael you know? Keaton, the OG Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah, you know how I am with names. <laughs> That's a trend on this podcast. Um, but as much as I want like Michael Keaton to to play off into a Batman Beyond character, and I think with multiversal stuff, we could always bring him back and yeah. do something for that. The th- <coughs> thing is, is that. I don't feel we've set up a good enough uh, foundation. We we haven't set up a good enough table to serve as the dinner of the Batman Beyond that we deserve. And I and if Batman Beyond came off the strength of that last Flash film, no, like I I, I agree with you. I I, 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 I'd be, I'd just be mad. <laughs> honestly, it, if if uh like I mean like this. Ch- uh, chapter or phase uh gods and monsters that uh gun is doing for the first one clearly batman beyond if it's going to be made it's going to be later like phase two because like you know they get batman brave and bold out there and kind of like use that as and show that like you know he's now the old man bruce wayne i'm willing to wait i just i'm worried about it uh and uh so tact is saying we've had women batman women batman movies with s- the same format the upcoming Batman Robin could be a change of pace, but it's time for a change. We've had many. Okay, I'm glad. I was like, we have? We, 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 we had the TV show. I was like, maybe he's referencing that. <laughs> I thought he was talking about the animated uh, animated Batman Batwoman movie. I was yeah. like, is that really a lot though, Titus? Well, okay, no. <laughs> Thank you for the – sorry about the typo, but not, I'm glad I get it. Okay, yeah. So nonetheless, like – Batman Beyond we want, but we just want it at the right time. Uh, Tactics wants it right now. The two of us are kind of on the same page. Blue Beetle, we just pray that it's good, but we don't think it is based on that trailer. Anyway, so, oh, Darts, before I uh, move on? I was just going to say, I think it's going to be decent. At most, I hope it's just worth the price of the popcorn. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Let's let's get like some positive... Uh, money in uh with uh, with hispanic and multicultural representation so topic the the second trailer or i should say the full trailer for the ahsoka series uh coming out on disney plus 
uh, also dropped. Uh, and like I said, guys, like a lot, like like because of the upcoming uh, SAG one, uh, they like dropped trailers like a motherfucker as best they can in the last week. Mm-hmm. So Ahsoka came out, and I'm gonna say. I'm getting hyped for this show. Like, don't get me wrong. I I love Rosario Dawson. I'm a I'm a relative decent fan of Ahsoka herself. I I mean, Ray Stevenson's passed passed away. He's playing one of the main villains. But like, I want to get me some Thrawn, live yeah. action Thrawn. Like that yeah. shit is where I am living. And then, so that was my attraction to Ahsoka. I'm like, I'm going to see some live action Thrawn. They got Matt, uh, uh, not Matt Spickleson, sorry. Um, oh, my God. His, his brother. brother. Yeah. Uh, he, they got a Mickelson. That's all. They got, a Mikkel, they, got a, they got to add Mickelson. I know he starts with the, like, Lars. I was off. Lars Mickelson. They got Lars Mickelson coming back for uh, um, uh, um, uh, Thrawn. But watching this trailer, I was like, Yo, not only gonna do are they gonna do Thrawn, but they're also like this series. I have a high belief that Tactics will even enjoy because not only does it got the lightsaber action that he needs, mm. they're going into the spiritual force shit that they did in uh, in Star Wars. Not even Rebels; it was Clone Wars. It was Clone yeah, Wars where they he had doesn't like, even uh, know, the, he doesn't even know how, how much the spiritual stuff there is in in uh, in the Clone Wars. There's a lot yeah. of this stuff. I mean, uh, tactics for if you're listening at the moment. Still, uh, the very first episode of Clone Wars with Yoda, like you, you'll love that episode right out the gate. It's the strongest way to start a, a, a series uh, for Star Wars, and uh, yeah, the the Yoda just just owning people with his with his spirituality and yet also physical abilities amazing yeah so what i'm seeing from this trailer is that they're bringing in the fact that we met the father the brother uh, and the sister uh oh yes yeah because like you're seeing those symbols all over the place and like apparently ahsoka is trying to find uh grand admiral grand admiral thrawn apparently he's like yo i'm coming because i'm going to be the heir to the empire i am i am all in for this but dars like how about you man like what did you feel of this trailer uh first off rosario dawson's in this movie or in this show so i'm seeing it like that's a given um like i mean look at her just (laughs) straight gorgeous um (laughs) that is a shot that is a shot yeah, I mean that that that's called the power pose. Um, the mm-hmm. the uh, I, I, this is this is due time. I mean, Ahsoka is Ahsoka is is essentially like, and this is a weird comparison. Um, but um, Ahsoka is like, why am I forgetting all the names when I know what I want to say and I cannot remember the person's name? In the I middle. need a little bit more to help you, bro. Oh no, I know you absolutely need more, more, more. Um, Joker's uh, sidekick, Harley Quinn. Thank you. Uh, so in the way that uh, Harley Quinn was a made-up character for a show and then became uh, this gigantic, like, must-be-around staple character, Ahsoka is that to Anakin made for for the the um, for the Clone Wars and is equal 
in how much you you love watching Anakin in Clone Wars. You love watching her her character, and uh, it's so such a good time to see this. Like another comparison, she's she's a uh, Miles Morales. Um, yeah, right. Like it just in like this character who's created and is becoming as big as every other character. She's as big as a Skywalker, in my opinion. Like that's yeah. just, just, just how it is. Uh, and she was raised by a Skywalker. So that, that tells you a lot. Um, and so I'm just super looking forward to this. Uh, I, 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 I don't like what we've seen of her character played by Rosario has not been a miss. Okay. No. And so I, I am, all the way in and the fact you're talking about i didn't quite realize i missed it but the father the mother the brother the sister tackers you are going to enjoy that part because that is literally um spirituality personified and having in in clone wars they they actually have direct conversation with like going into the spiritual realm and talking to the spiritual like creators which is what these are and posing a lot of very interesting and, and difficult questions and very very powerful episode in clone wars and so uh, if they bring elements of that into this it's definitely going to make it more enjoyable so yeah i mean i'm i'm definitely looking forward to this plus all the rebel stuff that they're bringing into this too yeah (laughs) like that's just at another level i heard that dave filoni said that this is not even an ahsoka series this is like uh like a sequel a sequel series or basically the fourth season of rebels Oof, that that's all uh, that's super fire because i i really enjoyed rebels rebels is super underrated um haven't you haven't seen a motherfucker oh lee Re- rebels is um rebels is clone wars upgraded um you can see the style that came out of rebels in the last season of clone wars when they went went back to redo it um mm-hmm. a little little bit of that but it's like clone wars meets something else um I want to say it's like this, okay? And you're going to not love this reference, but hold on for a second. Okay. It's kind of like a better version of Legend of Korra to Avatar in that it is that to um, uh, the Clone Wars. And it's with like a small cast and crew having a really good time. Mm. and But it's done way better than Legend of Korra is done. Because, um, you know, it's it's... The, the creators are more the people who made the clone wars like you know work on this so um yeah it's 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 really worth worth watching and yeah you you should, you should and plus there's there's thrawn in it like thrawn you know, I, is a, I've, I've seen all the episodes of thrawn in it so like so you, that you cliff noton rebels yeah it was my first cliff noton it was my first cliff noton you were not upset until you find out just right now yeah, I don't care. I don't care where you started. I don't, don't make it no better. <laughs> but like, okay, I will say that like I am really interested. Like, I was annoyed at the concept of Ray Stevenson's character being like a, another Jedi that survived the Order sixty six, and I'm like, just how many fucking Jedi survived? Like, they, they, at this point, they had enough people to restart the the Jedi Council. But at the same time, like, they're all like. It's like so. Someone did the math on TikTok, which I actually found it rather interesting. They were like, "Okay, if there were ten thousand Jedi's at, at when uh, Order sixty six happened, if one percent of them survived, that's still like a hundred people." So, yeah. uh, but that's and but, like, but where were they spread out? Because 
if you don't have a system, if you don't have a thing to bring each other together and you're all being hunted in the, like, yeah. no matter what, it's not like you can just turn around and just be like, oh, here's a cruiser and we're just going to start doing stuff. Like, no. no. And, and also, like, I mean, like these, let's say hypothetically 100, 150 Jedi survived. And that's like ranges from like knights, masters, and like even Padawans who like lost their masters, but they survived. Ultimately, they had Darth Vader hunting them for 20 years. Yeah. Like, yeah. We know that shit would be it got dark. So I'm just I'm just saying I was getting kind of annoyed of like, hey, another Jedi like survived order 66 but they went bad but after watching bray stevenson you know throw people around uh being all badass and seemingly like using the dark side to be a better jedi or so, not even a better jedi just being like someone who could actually like protect the uh, galaxy i'm not against it i love race i loved ray stevenson i'm i'm sad to hear his passing but um i'm i'm gonna wa- i was gonna watch it anyway but I'm i'm glad to watch him now uh, just uh, putting up. Uh, it's good to have our uh, our viewer Courtney back uh, for. She's saying a hot take. Don't worry about saying uh, so, about saying something is better than Korra because the uh, uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender is proof of that. Anyways, I'm old. Korra. Uh, let's just say the Korra didn't ingratiate fans as much as they would have liked. I love Korra. Some people, some people haters. That's all there is. <laughs> I'm just saying that the that the character was a little too unlikable for my taste, and also that, and this is not the character's fault. The writing was rushed. They tried to do full seeds, like full story arcs. T, I'm not hating. I'm just saying there's some there's some issues. Okay. Anyways, I had a question for you. I was preparing, and we just gonna move off with that chorus stuff because I ain't got all day. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, quick question: uh, Who, which family you think produces better act- actors, Skarsgards or Milkinsons? Yeah, I was thinking of that when you said, "I'm like, it's Lars. Oh, it's his brother." I'm like, "Oh, that's two powerhouses." And I was like, "Oh, Skarsgards—they got some powers too. Probably Milkinsons, though. They're probably stronger." But like, mm. but they're both like, they're both in that category of being able to go super far and be like super creepy or super scary and intimidating and dominating kind of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, Tech says we ain't gonna move on. We're gonna revisit this core shit later. That's a, that's a, that's a, a second for another podcast. I'm fine with that. I am fine for that. Um, <laughs> oh. you triggered him in the middle of that. <laughs> Yo, Darst, you kind of wrinkled my brain. I, I don't know how to like hold up because there's more Sars guards, but at the same time, the Mickelsons are coming in hot. I, I gotta say, I, here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the Mickelsons ha- have a stronger track record because I think the Sars guards have a few, a few. A few misses, <laughs> and there's more of them to create more, more, more potential misses. But they're not big misses. They're just that's about it. All right, we're gonna come back to that question uh, when we also do another episode about Cora when tactics it around. But yeah, okay. nonetheless, <coughs> that's a good question, man. Nonetheless, we excited for Ahsoka. Uh, well, we don't know. Like, so with Blue Beetle and also with Ahsoka. Uh, uh, yeah, but those Wayne brothers. 
<laughs> Yo, the way the Wayne Brothers is fire, but uh, that's not the same category. I put them. In. <laughs> like he, like hey, yeah. I'm not gonna be out here talking about Homie the Clown in the same conversation as Hannibal. Okay, tactics like it's just not like rock a sock and eating people's flesh are two completely different types of acting. Okay. <laughs> for the for those who don't know, uh, the rock a sock is a character from the skit comedy sketch uh, in Living color where uh homie the clown has a sock full of rocks and beats the kids when they don't listen <laughs> so. i remember watching, yeah i remember watching that a long time ago um yeah uh yeah uh we're uh, that all right wow i don't even know what to do with that but like yeah so moving on <laughs> moving on to our next trailer now this was something i will admit i didn't even know was being made uh, when I clicked on the link and it first started, I'm like, what the F is this? At the same time, beyond anything I could have expected, I ended up actually liking this trailer. So the uh, the TV uh, a TV series, so a trailer for a TV series with Anthony Mackie and Stephanie B- uh, Beatrice, uh, basically Rosa from um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I mean, calling her anything other than Rosa just feels weird. But yeah, so Peacock has a TV series for uh, Twisted Metal coming out. This is based off the combat video game franchise. And this picture did not inspire anything of me. I just clicked. <laughs> I just, uh, to be honest, I clicked Umar, on the Quick tra- question. Quick question. Have you played the video game? I have not. I've yeah, seen. Yeah. Okay. It. This is this this is why when you 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 had like no context going in this. Just for just for a little bit of context for anyone who's not Please. played this video game because I played this a bunch when I was a kid and it was Twisted Metal Two. I was super in love with because they, had a, they they used this is back when obviously everything was on CDs and they used to send a soundtrack CD that goes with the with the video game if you got spot like a deluxe version and I I used to rock that soundtrack over and over again. Uh, there was some dope. Track but basically what this was is playstation's answer to mario kart and they basically made the hellish version where you drive cars and shoot guns and rockets at each other around a racetrack it looked more like realistic cars than how mario kart looks like kid stuff but it was a response to mario kart really it's just like oh you're gonna do mario kart let's do mario kart rated r (laughs) (laughs) so that That that's the fundamental that's the concept okay it's just like so there's not as much of a there is a story in there about it's being post-apocalyptic and and you know the world's run whatever but you don't really play that part you just mario kart the game <laughs> okay i have look i didn't look yeah i did not get this uh, the only thing i figured is when like the the clown guy showed up at the end i was like this feels like it's like a game reference turns yeah. out it was in a game adaption yeah. Uh, so okay, he's a just, sta- uh, he's a staple character, and he's on the cover for everything. I will say that 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 clown on the top of the ice cream truck is a little bit off in accuracy. Uh, okay. It's a it's a little bit Sonic the Hedgehog because there's a very specific look to that 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 thing. But yeah, he's like the staple character. He's he's the badass who comes and kills you basically. Okay, so uh, just uh, giving uh, some uh, comments up. Uh, Tactics is saying I used to f- love this oh. game. Got, oh, got the wrong one there. Sorry. I, yeah. I thought you were going to go for Courtney first. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, Taxes is saying that he used to love this game. So he's with you on this one, uh, Darce. And then uh, uh, Courtney is saying Twisted Metal was one of the five PSI games, PS1 games I owned as a kid. And I played the crap out of it, despite the fact that it scared the crap out of me. 
And also, Umar, you can borrow uh, my PS1. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and then Taxi says, it seems as though they've cracked cracked the code for video game movies, or at the very least, coming close. Let's hope it translates uh, to this. I'm not going to disagree with that tactics because based on okay, okay, I'll just jump into what I thought of the trailer. I was laughing my ass off like about a quarter of the way through, and Anthony Mackie is like, like when I saw this and like the the trailer ended, I was like I could literally hear him in my head going cut the check because like he he nailed that trailer, and I was I was laughing despite myself. I only clicked on it because I was like, oh, it's Anthony Mackie and it's Rosa. Might as well see what this is. And then, like, they start, like, doing all this crazy shit. And, like, Nev Campbell's in this? And I was just like, I was like, hey, girl. Uh, I had a small crush on Nev Campbell. Uh, Yeah, we all did. We all did. That's fair. So I'm with Taxus on this. If this trailer is any representation of what the series is going to be about, someone has given the formula to studios on how to crack the video game adaption stuff. Because... We are in some sort of like renaissance of video game adaptions right now. So I was laughing. I enjoyed it. Uh, I sent it to everyone being like, yo, guys, check this out. And I thought you guys would be like, what the fuck are you showing me? And like, well, Darcy, how about you take it at this point? Like, what did you think of the trailer? Uh, I mean, I was hesitant between the the first like teaser and this. Um, and I will say I'm really looking forward to it by the end of the trailer. But I I will say that I was apprehensive through the whole trailer. Like I probably need to rewatch it. I'll probably enjoy certain parts in the beginning a little bit more because it's like there's like that part of me when I was a kid is like, is it gonna elicit those feelings? Because like for instance, I'm looking up old pictures of Twisted Metal. Like you know, one, there's like five versions of this game, right? Like like there were like so many releases. And one of them, for instance, so in general, one of the things is different about the clown that they can't adapt into this they have the hair come at the side and the mask right but he actually his hair his head the top of his head supposed to be on fire all the time so like that's not adaptable um but and you get to play as him if you want one of the one of the game releases his vehicle is literally two giant you know like you know the big big monster trucks that like carry like dirt around he has two tires for either of those and two gatling guns under either arms and that's his whole vehicle he's just standing there shooting gatling guns with two giant wheels like it's 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 like a cross between like it's like mario kart meets um what's that movie that uh we had not too long ago um going through a desert had tom hardy and it was um, oh um um uh uh Mad Max Fury Rose. Yeah, so think of like if you turned uh Mario Kart into Mad Max Fury Road. That's the video game, and you can start to see that in your head, like Mad Max with the weird, crazy. Everyone's got, got a different vibe. thing. I kind of got that vibe. Yeah, and so I'm excited for this. By the end of the trailer, I was like super excited because it was like all this weird stuff, and I'm like, okay, it feels like I'm going to lean into it. I'm also excited because it's a show, not a movie. This this won't land as a movie. Like, what story are you going to tell me other than unless you go heavy Mad Max and you kind of adapt the, the story or you kind of adapt something, but you're going to miss parts of it. Whereas you got to let it breathe a little bit. You got to let me yeah. like enjoy the fan service a bit. And so, um, and, and, and I think that, uh, uh, you know, Rosa, I mean, I, I think, and it, it sounds like you pulled a little bit of a Rosa voice. Into this. <laughs> and I'm so, so and, glad I, her normal voice freaks me out. 
Oh, I mean, yeah, that that I, I want her to, see, to act in her normal voice and other things. But in this, know, but still. Rosa is the perfect. Just take that Rosa out and put her in here. That's 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 perfect. Like that's a that's a great casting. Anthony Mackey. I really hope that like by the end of this, I don't feel like um his comedy doesn't hit. You know, um, but it, you know, I really hope that like at the end of this, we're like, yeah, he's he's a good comedic actor. And if is he, the, what what kind of comedic? But yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, I don't think it's going to be the best thing. Like, I don't think it's going to like beat uh, The Last of Us or anything like yeah. that in terms of being the <laughs> best comic book adaption or sorry, um, yeah. uh, video game adaption. But as long as it's like good and how do I say it, like. You Enjoyable. there are parts of it that are bad, but you love it because it's a hundred percent leaning into something that's not taking itself overly serious. Yeah. Um, also the clown is being voiced by Will Arnett, and uh like the body, however, is um someone called Samoa Joe, who is a professional wrestler. Yeah, that, that makes both sense. Yeah, yeah, you need somebody who feels overweight and powerful at the same time. Yeah, because like uh, when I uh, Darcy told me this off air, and I kind of had a similar thought. Originally, when I first saw him, I'm like, "Did Will Arnett gain a lot of weight for this role?" But I was like, "That's not possible." I, he's like a much taller person than this person. So I went to check. I'm like, "Okay, thank God." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say that clown mask is on point, and the clown energy better be there, which is. It, it basically just should feel like a guy who's descending into Pennywise. <laughs> like... Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and yes, Courtney, Will Arnett is the voice of the clown. Uh, she was like asking, Will Arnett, question mark, all uh, all I'll be able to think of while watching is BoJack. Mm-hmm. By the way, random, but I kind of mm. hope there's energy from this show that I'm going to try to remember the name of. Did you see the Netflix show that was like, post-apocalyptic but it was all teenagers and they were like spending most of their time in a mall it was a one of the netflix's like original shows back when netflix was still in the early phases of dropping all their original shows uh let me see if i can look it up netflix uh teenage post-apocalyptic yeah the only one i would think of is the 100 but it's definitely not that no oh it was called daybreak no, I did not see that. Oh, I hope they bring some of that daybreak energy into this because it it's like it was really fun. Like I wanted it to be like a more hard R version of of like daybreak. Uh, if you daybreak was really good, but it only lasted two seasons. It had room for more, but Netflix they cancel shit if it doesn't make them enough money. So I hear that. Yeah, they they really like their stuff. Okay, so moving on. Uh, so we are going to uh, momentarily, well, no, fully leave trailers now. And we are going to start talking about some set picks. Ooh. So uh, I'm sure most people have seen by this point. But uh, earlier this week, Deadpool 3 released some pretty impressive, noteworthy, screamworthy, really happy set picks. Uh, and the set picks, as you can see, is our amazing, fantastic Hugh Jackman returning as Wolverine and in a comic-accurate costume. 
No. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the comic accurate part, there have some fairly loud individuals online, and I will admit that I like you know I, I agree to them until I find out the reasons why. But people were saying, why is he having sleeves? Because the comic accurate costume would be all of that minus the sleeves because Wolverine never wore sleeves. And uh, after seeing pictures of the work that Hugh Jackman put in to get back into shape for Deadpool 3 for this role, everyone's like, did they really need to cover his arms? Like, like it, it wasn't even part of the costume. Like, why would you take away all of that? Turns out that Hugh Jackman has currently, uh, he is said to be clean and either recovered or overcome or founding that it wasn't, but he was battling some level of skin cancer. So the, the sleeves have been meant to protect him. So after hearing that, I'm like, you know what? I don't need the sleeves that bad. But given the fact that they're trying to like save the man some skin cancer and also a little bit uh, going to Tactics' point, yo, they got to put that mask on that bro. Yeah, I I, I want I want to see the mask. I want to see the mask so badly, so badly. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and, no. and you know the, those sleeves, like they, it, it looks nice. And I even forgot that he didn't have sleeves until people started talking about it. I just saw the costume, I'm like, oh, that looked dope. Like I, my brain didn't think about the need for sleeves. And I would say that like Hugh Jackman is a very built guy. Um, but if you were actually get all the way to accurate, one, he'd be a hell of a lot shorter, and two, his arms would be ac- would still be a hell of a lot bigger. His arms would be three times the mass that they are right now, and that's far more achievable when you're shorter. Like to have a visual circumference uh, of massive muscle. Um, so, like, I don't really need it to be 100 percent accurate to the point that it would start reminding me. And I'd be comparing his arms to an unrealistic standard, extremely unrealistic standard. Because Wolverine's arms were an unrealistic standard. He was <laughs> huge. His it, arms like, were, were too large in proportion to the rest of his body. <laughs> his arms were bigger than his head. Yeah. Um, now, one thing that uh, so like there have been some really like let's just say the internet has taken this. You said, uh, like, oh, yeah, you want to say something? Sorry, Cordy put up a really nice little comment here. He might lose his sleeves or rip them off in an indoor scene if we are all seeing it outdoor so far. That's a good point. Even Taxis was asking about the mask. And, like, my my guess is, like, Deadpool is going to do some, like, teleportation stuff and force, um, like, Wolverine into this outfit outside of his control just before the scene and that's part of the reason maybe why he's going to get get the, the the blades through his forehead because he's like what is this outfit you basically have me in and then he rips the sleeves off and he goes inside because he just doesn't like the outfit <laughs> he's just trying to take it off so okay uh i had a point that I'm, I, I wanted to make and i'm going to use a tactics comment as a jumping board off it so tactics says this is why we can't have nice things this suit is damn near perfect look how long it took us for uh, look how long it took for us to get to this point. Damn, damn near facts. But also, it took us 20 years, sorry, 23 years for us to get to this point. Because, and like uh, like uh, Darcy, you and Tactics, I sent the, the image of, of like, uh, it was an Instagram post of like, we had like the black uniform from like X-Men 1, 2, and 3. Then we had uh, the like, armored version from a days of future past 
we did have the comic accurate, somewhat <coughs> accurate Weapon X from, um, oh my god, uh, X-Men. I don't want to say, it's not the Phoenix one, it was the other one. Uh, Apocalypse, from uh, X-Men Apocalypse. And now we have Deadpool 3 giving us comic accurate. And like, guys, we have, Tactics is right, we have waited 23 years, and yes, this is not superbly 100% comic accurate, but it's accurate fucking enough. Like, guys, we had Avi Arad stopping any, anyone from having anything close to their comic accurate outfit. Even Magneto had his thing taken up. Juggernaut. Everyone had non-accurate things in the the Fox universe because Avi Arad was like, no, guys, no one wants to see like a comic accurate one. It's ridiculous. People are going to scoff at it. And it's like... So you gave us people in black for 15 years. And now when MCU came out 10 years ago saying, hey, we're going to do some relatively comic accurate stuff slowly but surely. And guess what? Even the layman's were like, ooh, I like his costume. So fuck you all. Mm. And we got the Wolverine comic accurate outfit. And we got Hugh Jackman come back. God bless you, Ryan Reynolds. Exactly. Uh, like another Canadian who's uh, given us some represent right now. And also another Markham thing. He's opening a studio in Markham. So like, dope. One last thing before like, uh, before I'm going to pass it back to you, Darcy. Um, we, how do I put this? We're going to get a rated R Deadpool 3. And we're going to have Wolverine and Deadpool clearly fight each other. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. For, for those uh, you didn't understand what that was, that's Umar exacerbating over the excitement. It, not just like all of a sudden our microphone stopped working. <laughs> those <are the> podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I keep forgetting that we're a podcast. But like... I'm just I, I I need to see this fight, and we we have only had one Wolverine. Like we've had what seven Superman, five Batman, three Spider Man, um, two levels of X Men, but only one Wolverine. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, he's most consistent. And I mean, I, I, I overall, I'm just excited. Like. How long is it going to take to get this this film? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. br- bring 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 me all of this, every bit of it. Um, when you said the rated R aspect, like we got to see Wolverine do some rated R in in that in his prior film, and uh, yeah, and and that's that was really good. I would say um, it was. I don't want to say it's tame because none of it was really tame, but it was like. Um, tastefully done not 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 a, a raunchy film overall but like we got to see people's arms going to three pieces which you like you always knew that was a thing but you never got to see it right yeah. um and a lot of people getting stabbed but i'm like i'm just thinking like are we gonna see like deadpool's head split into two pieces and 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 then he's still talking right there and was his, his like mouth is in one place literal, and his eyes are another place there was a literal set piece where you see something red in wolverine's arm and I'm like, did he cut off his fucking leg? Because have you seen 
and I wouldn't be surprised if they pull this. Um, of course, you've seen this. Uh, when Wolverine, Deadpool, and uh, the X team, um, or whatever the right name, Task Force X, um, fought the Hulk. Oh, one? you mean Hulk versus uh, Hulk versus the animated one? Yeah, that was Weapon X. It was uh, Deadpool, Sabretooth, uh, Omega Red, Lady Deathstrike, and Wolverine was like their target, but they used the Hulk to kind of like get around that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think I know what part you're talking about. Yeah, because like Wolverine cuts Deadpool's leg off on part, and then he's like making all these jokes. Arm. Uh, with, with, arm. Yeah, arm. Oh, yeah. But it was like, I'm like, I have a feeling that they're just going to take notes from that for their fight because it's it's just like a right thing to do. You know, Absolutely. so yeah, I'm like, we're just gonna get to see like, because I, I feel like people have seen a lot of what Deadpool's mayhem is when he's all like beat up, but like, are we gonna see it like get even worse? Where it's like, again, and this is totally random, but like, One Piece is having an episode, an epi- like a thing where the characters get cut up and they're still alive, and I'm like, are we gonna see something where like a part like Deadpool's getting put back together like an improper puzzle piece? like he's got his leg on backwards or something like that you know like 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 is that gonna that kind of craziness gonna happen um but umar umar question here you've heard some of the rumors for this film right before we we get into that because okay okay Okay, Uh, that's 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 where i want to go i just want to say i want to put up tactics's comment he says in all fairness not all comic book accurate costumes work Look at Hawk and Dove from Titans. The, uh, them motherfuckers look whack as fuck. Accurate, but hella whack. LOL. Tell me I'm wrong. I hear you. Maybe Avi Arad should have been on uh, Titans and stopping that shit from happening. I, I give you that one. But like <laughs> 90%, like 90% of the time we've gotten more comic accurate stuff. We've been like, not just comic book people have been happy. Pe- like everyday people have been happy. So yeah, like Hawk and Dove are an exception. I, I say just because our costumes suck. Like, that's the problem. That too. Their costumes that's just suck. Like, even when I saw it drawn, I was, like, not excited by it. I mean, I will say that the Titans did bring us one of the best, uh, if you know what I'm saying, not costume scenes. <laughs> For those who know. Um, <laughs> that surprised me in a good way. But um, but I will say that the rest of Titans, the, the co- costumes was never the real problem in terms of uh, for the Titans, it was the writing <laughs> was the problem for that show. Yeah. Cause like the costumes were always on point. Even Hawk and Dove was extremely accurate. It was just not the best costume. Like that was the one place where you should have reinvented them. <laughs> Cause it was like, yeah, yeah the source material sucked. That was your problem. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. Okay. So Dars, the rumor. So just as we have gotten many set picks of Deadpool three, the last week we have gotten a lot of rumors for Deadpool 3. So Darcy, how about you lead us through that one, man? Well, I know of one. You may know of more, so you can enlighten me afterwards. But the general rumor that I heard that I want with passion to come through is that this movie is going to be... Because there's a there was a guy who was doing an interview and was talking to, I think, the creator of Deadpool... Or someone like on the comic side, but not a person in charge of the movie. And he's like, the second he told him the idea in an interview, he's like, I would sign that in a second. I am not the right person for that, but I would sign that in a second. And I have a feeling he turned around and went and told them like, this is what you need to do. And the idea is that it is Deadpool kills the Fox universe. 
that because there's the, the there is Deadpool kills the Marvel universe, but since now they bought out Fox, it's like how would he just go through and kill off all of that stuff, and whatever doesn't get killed gets pulled into Marvel, and I'll be like, and that that's how you could pull Hugh Jackman into Marvel if he wants to stick around, but that's how like it's like it's it's just it's it's. And the, and the general premise of the story is that he works for the TVA. So the TVA ends up pulling him out of his universe. The stuff he did at the end of his last film where he went back and he he ended up killing off his old self and stuff like that, like the other version of Deadpool, causes an incursion, breaks the, the, the timelines, and he has to now go and fix the problems himself. But he ends up, whether it's their design or his own, decides to go off and kill the entire Fox universe, which would just be... An amazing, hilarious way to acknowledge that these other things exist, but they are, don't exist anymore because we don't want them to exist in our world, except for the few things we want to handpick and pull over because we like them. And I just think that would just be genius, hilarious, and how do I put this? The best movie studio acquisition move ever made. <laughs> Because it's like, we killed you off, even in our movies. <laughs> Honestly, like the rumors I've been hearing have been like small and stuff, but like what they've all been saying is every member of the X-Men franchise, both the older version and the younger version, are all coming back for either cameos or scenes. People have been thinking that uh, Ian McKellen's Magneto is going to be the main villain. Yeah. Uh, and that um, they're also going to have... Uh, 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 MCU's Wanda, MCU's She-Hulk, and MCU's Ms. Marvel in it as well. And Holy. it's basically, yeah. Like, so, and I, and the thing is, Elizabeth... Also, uh, also Ben yeah. Affleck and, oh, uh, yes, yeah, and yeah. his ex-wife, oh, gosh, I can't remember her name. Jennifer right Gardner. Thank you. I just, not, I just suck with names, you know this. But yeah, they're going to be, be, be coming back. So it's basically like everything Marvel pre-MCU might come in here for him to take care of it. <laughs> exactly. And uh, people are saying that this is going to be the end game of franchises. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. Literally. Literally. And the best part of that is nobody can come back after he's done. <laughs> 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 like it's like 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 if if they don't if he doesn't kill him off then it's like what was the like why would they show up later you know it's like yeah. we we just went through the whole multiverse and killed all these people like we don't need them anymore <laughs> like that's a statement <laughs> there was and also in the earlier talks like now granted this was i think more of a joke than a rumor but people were saying if like marvel decided to get rid of uh jonathan majors due to the controversy the person to do it was deadpool where he was basically like kill Jonathan Majors, and then, like, another Kang would show up. He was like, all right, I mean, maybe the maybe that'll be worked out. I was like, wow. So <laughs> let's just say that Ryan Reynolds has definitely put himself in a situation where, like, him leaking the footage for Deadpool made him the most pivotal, pivotal person in this entire merger. Yeah. It, and it, it, it's... it's... And you know what's also good about this is that, so it's R-rated. It's definitely not going to be for a lot of little kids. But in reality, a lot of the movies he's killing off, these kids weren't even born. So yeah. it does, it's it's like, it's pure fan service. And if you bring that many people and they drop a trailer and there's just person after person after person, there's just going to be a lot of people showing up like it's like watching 
Tom Cruise bring back back Top Gun. You know, it's it's just I look like, how well that did. Yeah, but it's it's just it's just paying homage and and fan service to people who you know love this or love that and just want to see this thing for just a second. It it it's it's uh you know going to see Flash for Batman. You know, like it's just yeah. all of these different things that are exciting and you don't have to sell it to little kids and yeah. it's also for the hardcores ties into the mcu gives people in the mcu something but likely is mostly separated enough like it's connected and has effects on things but then at the same time many of the events in there are just for the people who are hardcore or want to go watch nostalgia but don't like i'm saying it won't be required it feels like for everything else but if you watch it you'll get way more benefit out of everything else yeah now the thing about deadpool 3 which kind of tying back to what i was saying at the very beginning of the podcast like deadpool 3 was still like these images were taken while technically speaking deadpool 3 wasn't allowed allowed to write anything and we've even talked about with the writer strike that's going on for the last couple of months, how the hell is Deadpool happening when like what, like 90% of their script is ad-libbed? Yeah. But now officially Deadpool has been like production has been stopped because uh, like I mean I know I, I, I know. I just it is all hearts. It I want the people to get paid. I it just sucks that we have to be the ones who also pay a price along with it but it's the only way the studios listen well the studios are uh they're saying that they're going to like let the 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 writer strike continue or i should say like the strike continue uh, yeah by by not sitting down the table for a few months yeah so that the writers can lose their houses and therefore be in a vulnerable position that's such an a-hole move and, and this is on the back of them saying when they're at a like a like a, a, a million dollar retreat saying these people are asking too much i'm like they're asking to have proper wages and to avoid being replaced by ai you're literally at a retreat that you took a private jet to yeah i mean there are elements like let's say we don't take the a whole studio owner and let's take the decent studio owner who actually cares there is a there are problems in that they have massive financial um uh debts right like none of these things run on just like they're just sitting there with a hundred million dollars of cash sitting around a bank account just like oh i don't know what to do with my money like it's not scrooge maduck out here you know um (laughs) there (laughs) you got that you got that visual in your head down that was a great visual (laughs) um like they everything is done with debt right like at, at at large scale and so there are people who have their debts the problem is is that yeah they don't want to share the pie that's left and uh in reality is because you haven't want to share that pie and you want to push that the people at the bottom have to work harder for less then you are creating a scenario where you get less quality out and they're not investing in the quality they're investing in the quantity and just trying to push out the money, but it's pushing down the amount of people going to see the stuff and exactly. that's making your margin thinner. Someone turns around and invests more in the people who create to create better stuff. Then we're going to end up watching fewer things, but more, more at like a higher volume of will watch it and they'll make that money. So you're just thinking the wrong way around. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, like we uh, Taxi is saying that you can't stop Ryan Reynolds. He'll find a way. 
I feel this one's a pretty strong one. He doesn't really want to betray the uh, like the the strike, but maybe I don't know. Maybe, like you know, maybe he'll like post video chats with him and Hugh Jackman just talking about their kids or something. I don't know. But nonetheless, moving on to our next topic. Uh, so we got our first scene preview clip for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie that's coming out this uh, uh, next uh, early in like two weeks. And I'm going to jump ahead right now. It's like it's like a minute and a half uh, scene. It has the turtles basically uh, all four of them being put on a mission to get groceries from Splinter without being seen. <laughs> yeah, but look at look at the seriousness of this I shot. I love <laughs> the seriousness of the shot. I love how basically everything about that scene was exactly what I hoped the movie was going to be about. Like we were talking about it, we were we were seeing the trailer, we were like talking back and forth hoping uh what would happen. But yo, this scene not if if I had let's say I had no hope for this movie, which I wasn't. I was hyped for this movie. This took me to another level of hype. Yeah. Yeah. This scene was perfect. And um I wish Tactics was here for me to say it, but like he's watching us right now, so uh, don't get too mad at me, bro. It was bothering me in the beginning that uh, Michelangelo and uh, Donatello's voices were, as you put it, swapped. I got used to it by the end, man. I was fine by the end. So I'll be fine during the movie. You you know uh, what I actually learned to realize by the end of that trailer is that you're used to seeing Michelangelo be um high toned and funny yeah. but i don't find donatello to be a jokester he's just so high toned he he sounds like what you would think michelangelo to be yeah. but i started to see a little bit of michelangelo being um he's not as high toned bumbly funny he's more like the quick witted and almost a touch dry but not entirely like he's he's an adventurous person but it's almost like his humor comes off as like a quick whip in a moment you're like wait what yeah. kind of a kind of a thing um but this scene though like the the the, the absolute seriousness transitioning to this visual here where they're just like the complete <laughs> opposite visually and, and and i like it too because it's like like uh across the spider-verse they're doing a, a job of using a different animation style to represent yeah. the difference in the mood and it and from a teenager's perspective or a kid's perspective that's how you would feel in that moment you know yeah. like this moment i feel like i feel like the the badass like uh feudal japan ninja this other moment i'm just like a kid <laughs> I, and the thing is i look like okay uh let me just uh put uh tactics comments on he says this looks fun they act like t- teenagers which is refreshing because considering how the how great the first live action movie was, they don't really come off as teens. No, hundred percent agree with that. And then he's like, "And the voice still bugs me. It may grow on me. I think it will because it grew on me." But what I loved about this is like the movie, the 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 clip started off with what you kind of expected to be like an intense uh, film, and it, like literally transitioned to everyone being like. Dude, why are you talking like that? Like, shut up, man! I'm I'm, do, I'm doing my podcast voice, and it's like, what are you, Batman? It's like, and then they just start arguing like brothers, and it's like, yo, and like, I loved when they started talking about like, uh, like, I think it was like Raph who was like, yo, I love Drake, yo, he's a goat, and I, he's he's the goat, and I was like, 
what is happening right now? This is amazing. Like, like seriously, did they literally? I, I would believe you if they just let those kids talk in the studio room. Because yeah. like, it's it's that level good. A loose script and just go kind kind of a thing. Like let them let them run it three or four times. See what you get. <laughs> yeah. So like I I I am like I am a hundred percent sold on this movie. And if we get like into the Spider Verse or beyond the Spider Verse level Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, I'm gonna lose my shit. Like this scene. For uh, for those of you who are watching, uh, unfortunately for those uh, on the pod uh, who are just listening on the podcast, this scene is. The serious, no color eyes, uh, Leo. Leo looking at a parchment. The parchment is his grocery list. His first thing is yogurt. <laughs> but it looks like the way he's holding it. They make it look like it's it's like a mission handed down to yeah. a ninja in like in like feudal like Japan or ancient China, where like like where it's like it's like it's like it's gonna be written in almost like a Yoda ish kind of way of the mission he has to embark on. And it's like yeah, no, just go around the corner and get some get some yogurt. There was also like what was it? Some comment like make sure it's not this because like yeah. oh yeah, because he, he double underlined it or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I think I think it's important. He double underlined it, <laughs> <laughs> which is like exactly like if you give a teenager a, a, a responsibility. He's gonna be like, "Is this what this means?" I'm sure this is what it means because it's underlined. And like, but like, okay, when it came to um, the two, like the 2012 animated series, when they went into like warrior mode, ninja mode, fighting mode, and like the eyes go blank. Because like otherwise you have like their eye like their eye colors there, but like are their pupils. But it's like the eyes go blank because they're they're in ninja mode. They took that. It was like yeah, but what if we do that when they're doing something as quote unquote intense as reading a grocery list, which is this image, and it's like they got the assignment. They understood the assignment, and I am all here for it. Yeah, this this looks like it's going to be absolutely amazing on every level. Yeah. So um yeah, so I'm I am all in for this movie. I cannot wait to watch it. Uh so like I'm going to I'm I said I was going to stop watching, but I had to watch this clip, but now now officially I'm going to stop watching anything else that comes out. Are, are you sure about that anymore? Are you sure that's the last clip you're going to watch? Or are you going to cliff yes. note the rest of the rest of these trailers? <laughs> I will not cliff note this movie. You can't cliff note this movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, you clip from this movie, you're going to be off the Geeky Bros podcast. <laughs> oh, I, I deserve to have my my geeky status revoked if I <laughs> if I clip note this. All right, moving on to our ne- uh, to our final topic. Like I said, guys, we we've got a lot going on. So um, James Gunn, who we've talked about before, is currently writing. Uh, he's written and he's uh, and he's casting the Superman Legacy film. He already casted uh, the um, uh, Superman and Lois Lane. We have David Corn Corin Sweat. I hope that's how you say his name. And Rachel Ross Nahan as Superman, Clark Kent, and Lois Lane, respectively. However, <laughs> yes, yes, this is this is a perfect image. However, we got four additional castings in the last three days. The first big one is Superman Legacy is going to have a Hawk Girl, a Mr. Terrific, and Guy Gardner. 
And they're going to be played by Isabella Merced, Edie Gathigi, and Nathan Fillion, respectively. Now, I would say I am not aware of Isabella Merced. I've never watched any. I don't think I've watched anything she has been in. Edie Gathigi, I'm glad, has been cast because my man was done dirty in X-Men Days of Future Past. Like, he was the most immortal individual, and they killed him for no apparent reason. And it was, it was kill the black dude first. Like, I was just like, are you serious? You're, you're really like the Uh, one guy who couldn't die is the one you kill. And then we, like, I watched so many, the same video, like three times on YouTube about people talking about how he's the most OP character. Yes. And yet what, what did he die from in that movie? Like the one thing he couldn't adapt to was what again? So like they put energy like uh, basically redirected energy in his in his body like through his mouth. So he digested like this big bomb in his body. In the comics, he just turned to energy that was compatible with the energy. Yeah, like it's it's just pathetic that like yeah. the the way they treat that character. So yeah, he he needs a reprieval. Yeah, and Mister Terrific is a great character. The I will say. I do now for those of you who don't know, Guy Gardner is one of the Green Lanterns, but he is the most hated Green Lantern because he's he's basically the jock Green Lantern of the group. Like, yeah, he's a nice guy in the sense that he saves people's lives, but like no one wants him around. He's the frat boy. No. Uh and so like Nathan Fillion, I will say he is capable of doing the role, but like I'm just going to put it out there, not to be ageist, but like Nathan Fillion is kind of aged out of the character. Well, I, I think that's kind of the point. I think, I think he's, <laughs> I put, the, I think, I think James Gunn is bringing him in to do the same thing he did with the last character in Suicide Squad, which is in the same universe. Like he's just bringing him in to like kill him off in some kind of way. <laughs> yeah. Cause like he, like he's, he's 52. And the character has always been like thirty. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and to, so, sorry, Courtney, to to answer your question, she says, "Dear God, please don't do that to Nathan Fillion's uh, beautiful hair." Though we have got it confirmed that the mushroom cut is coming back. Yeah, I, I don't think you can totally believe this character to be as annoying as he is with, without that ugly ass haircut. Yes. <laughs> I love, I love the 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 scene. I forget which one it's from, but when it's uh, Hal Jordan and John Stewart, and they're like, "Any more Greenlanders? No, no, like, <laughs> no like, is there one guy got no?" <laughs> they're just both like, "No." It's, yeah that was a scene from first season of young justice and like they were thinking about expanding the justice league for those of you who don't know oh yeah and uh and i think it was like uh it was wally west was like i think we could use more raw power and i like i think earth has another green lantern and like john stewart and hal jordan like no and they're like no but like can't we add him to and they're like no (laughs) and they just like shut it down and it didn't go any further like he is the asshole green lantern and I, yeah. I like the fact that they got like Nathan Fillion can play it. And I think you're right, Darcy. James Gunn is known for using Nathan Fillion as a throwaway character. <laughs> so if, if he kills Guy Gardner in two minutes, I will be on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just brings him in to, to die. It's like the world is in peril. 
Guy Gardner dies. And you're like, okay, well, moving on. And it, it, would, it, would, it would be like, ladies, please, I can take care of this. And, like, get stabbed by a pencil because it's yellow. And, like, he's just like, oh, my God. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, like, in the, like, 60s, what actually Nathan Fillion could have been a good Alan Scott, who was the first Green Lantern, but, like, he was, like, a earthbound Green Lantern who had a cape. And he was basically wood. Wood was like his weakness, and then they're like another weakness of um, of uh, Green Lantern was the color yellow. So people would joke, it's like so like a pencil could kill a Green Lantern, uh, and everyone was like, "Oh, anyway." So uh, Mister Terrific is uh, basically the most intelligent. Uh, or one of those the most intelligent characters in DC like he like his superpower is intelligence um we saw an amazing depiction of him in the Arrowverse by the way that was sarcasm um (laughs) yeah moving on (laughs) yeah uh so I'm I'm really hoping that uh, ED doesn't get killed uh in this as well (laughs) It would be really nice if they didn't kill him in this. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, if they bring I him don't... in to kill him early, then they literally just want to play on the black black guy dies trope. Because it's like we're just gonna take the same black guy and kill him off first again. Thanks. <laughs> they can. They can. Uh, again, I don't know, uh, Darcy. Have you ever heard of Isabel Elizabella Merced? No, but I was looking it up while you were talking, and she has been in some films. I don't know exactly the roles, but I'll name a couple that you will recognize the, the mm. names or the franchises of. Transformers Last Night and Transformers from 2007. Um, she also was in Sicario Day of Soldaro. You didn't watch the original Transformers? Oh, oh, she was in the first Transformers? Apparently. I don't know what role. Maybe she was like a background character. Um, and then uh, Father of the Bride, Rosalina, nope. Let It Snow, nope. Madam Webb, 2024. Oh, she's coming up in something. Oh, no. She's in the 2024 one. That's so... Ugh. Yeah. Spirited Untamed. I thought I was going to say Spirited Away. And then Dora the Lost City. I think that's she might have been the lead actress in that. Okay, I, 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 then I wouldn't have known this character. Uh, there was also one additional casting. Uh, it was Anthony uh, Kerrigan uh, is going to be playing Metamorpho. Uh, and, excuse me, uh, I want to say that, like, I will say that aside from my reservations over the age of Nathan Fillion, none of these characters have been miscast in my side. Like, I don't know who uh, Isabella Merced is. I'm going to give uh, James Gunn the benefit of the doubt. He hasn't done a bad casting. Uh, a friend of mine did say something to me that I, I think is something worth putting out, though. He said that if you're looking for comic-accurate personality types and comic-accurate histories, James Gunn is not really known for that. Because Guardians of the Galaxy, a lot of the characters were very different from what they were in the comics. Mm, yeah, I heard that. And that's a fair criticism, if, if it's a criticism. Uh, now, going back to yeah, what we were saying. Yeah, but he made them amazing. And he made, he made Star-Lord into something that people love. Because Star-Lord's not known for being as 
the Guardians of the Chris Pat character. No, the Guardians of the Galaxy were DE level characters. Yeah. They are now among the most recognizable. Like people everywhere can say I am Groot. That yeah. was that was not before Guardians. So I feel it's fine if James Gunn has a little bit of creative freedom, but it does sound like he's like being very uh focused. I'm interested to see Hawkgirl. Uh, I'm sure a tactics is very happy that we got rid of Hawkman entirely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just thinking about that when I saw her. I'm like, hmm, I wonder. <laughs> so, uh, you know, tactics doesn't have to like, you know, punch a screen the next time he sees Hawkman because Hawkman not going to be in the situation anymore. Yeah. And nonetheless, I would say that these castings are showing a rather interesting aspect and i think james gunn said it best so someone had written on a comment when uh when anthony Car kerrigan was uh cast for metamorpho uh someone said i thought this was about uh this was this movie was about superman and james gunn responded by saying and i i gotta say i'm loving james gunn on twitter and responding to people he's just top notch he said superman is a man of two worlds clark with Lois, Jimmy, and Perry. And then Superman with his meta-human compatriots. How could I tell a full story about Clark Superman without including all areas of his life? Yeah. This man understands the assignment. Yep. Yep. So, I'm... Very, I'm like... I do have some questions, but they're not questions that like, what the fuck are you doing, James Gunn? I'm like, more like, where are you taking this? I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Like, clearly there's going to be a Justice Society or Justice League. What, like, I think it's going to be a Justice Society. Mm. And we're going to have Superman join in and maybe they'll go from Justice Society to Justice League under his watch. What was Metamorpho's uh, thing? Was he villain, hero? I'm forgetting. Oh, he's a hero. He's a, he's a hero, okay. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he's a very powerful hero. Like, uh, let's just say that these... The characters are not weak. You have a Green Lantern in there with no. the most powerful... Like, uh, there. You have one of the most powerful brains on Earth, Mr. Yep. Terrific. You have Hawkgirl, who is like a, 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 a like a relatively heavy hitter hitter from Athanagarians, and also from like you know, as you've seen as Black Adam, like they're able to not take on Superman or Black Adam, but they they can throw they can throw down, and they're skilled. Yeah. And I think you have like Unlimited, and, and yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like then you have Metamorpho, who like is kind of like able to transform into any element. Mm. like he's he's immortal he can change into any chemical any part of his body can change into any chemical like he's like he's uh okay like uh basically what we we're talking about with um darwin yeah How he I'm was like the most that. op exactly like he's like the op and it's and like but he's a low level op people don't know about him but it's like yo, this guy could literally take on a lot of people and cause and cause some massive massive harm so i'm interested to see how gun inter interweaves the story if it's also going to be a story about lois and clark like from their perspective 
I, see, I, I, more I hear about this, the more I still lean into my idea with this gods and monsters chapter, which is like, what if he has this justice society? And what if this story is a telling more from Lois's perspective of mm -hmm. the legend and seeing her, him from seeing Superman outside of the superhero, but her showing both sides of it. Um, and maybe it's like she's writing something for if if it hundred percent goes off my theory, the movie's gonna end with Superman passing away, like sacrificing himself, and she's telling the story of how they got there, and it involves the the justice the the Justice Society and some major event, but then we're gonna get a window into Clark from her perspective, but not necessarily in the story. Like it's it's like we'll step away from what's being written to the, for the public. And we're seeing her, her personal part of it. And it's going to lead up to something big. And it's going to show us a lot of Clark and Superman's character. And then it's going to show us the gap that's going to be left behind. And I think some of these justice society members aren't going to make it either. And it's going to be like, we're starting the movie at like a doomsday level event. Right. And and it's the consequence of the event, not the build up to it. So it's we're going right in this big thing, travesty. And now the universe starts. And you're like, what happens now without Superman? And then it goes from there. And it's all the consequences leading up to a second chapter where we have to resolve everything that happened as a consequence because of that. That's kind of, that's just, that's, I don't know what it is, but it, everything I see just makes me feel like it's going in that direction. It's hard to argue that because th there's rumors that um, they're trying to cast Lex Luthor. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, <sighs> is someone who was being considered. Nicholas Holt, uh, who didn't get the Superman thing, was also being considered for Lex Luthor. Uh, now, there was a rumor that Daniel Craig was also being considered, but James Gunn said that that, that wasn't it. Because frankly, if you're looking at Alexander, Alexander Skarsgård and also his brother, they were both being eyed for Lex Luthor. Which, which one? Alexander Skarsgård's brother. He has multiple it. brothers. That's why. I no, so, sorry, sorry. It. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, forget, I forget. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Bill, yeah. yeah. Just to put it out here, there's Alex Gan Alexander, uh, Bill, Gustav, Stalin, and Walter. So that's why when you're like his brother, I'm like, Brad, you gotta nail this down. But Stalin <laughs> is their father. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'll but, just read the uh, list. But, yeah, but nonetheless, like I would say that like. Yes, uh, yes, tactics, pen, Pennywise. Uh, so, like, he had, like, James Gunn had both Scars guards, like, going for Lex Luthor. If what you're saying is true, Dars, Lex can fit very well into that story. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, for me, it's powerful. It's mm. powerful to not because you don't want to do what marvel did no. because you just you just don't want to like like why 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 tell that that same arc 
right? We're going to lead up to the big event. Great. But we've seen that. So we're just going to tell us we have this giant 10 year waiting period, right? To, to get something exciting. Right. And we've seen that. So we already understand. I think it's far more powerful to start the story in the middle of a big part of the story. There's history before this, and we can always flash back to it as to how we got here and consequences like th this movie, like the Batman movie, is a consequence of things we didn't see. Well, tell us a little bit about that. Right. But we're deep into this moment. We got We got to pick up in this moment, which is how I felt like a lot of Justice League Unlimited, Young Justice, like a lot of these. Well, especially yes. Justice League Unlimited, their episodes would just start and you're like, and here's the thing that's happening. And like, this is just a story. And it's like, clearly shit's happened before this. Like they're just starting off and referencing for the last few weeks. This has been going on. You're like, I don't need to see the day one from those few weeks ago. This is just a pivotal moment where the story starts. Also, it's nice that we're starting in a situation where, like, all we've seen is that super beings are emerging. Like, and like we've been there from the start to the end. Like you said, we've we've gotten a like, and even what Tactus has said in the past, we have gotten Endgame, which means we have got it, the story told right. Which means, like you're saying, let's do something new, and something new would be like, hey, Superman's here. Guess what? There are other superheroes also. And they're all over the place, just like in Just League Unlimited. It's like, oh, it was just the seven superheroes. I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was just the seven of them like doing like getting together. Everyone else was like independent and yeah. all over the place. It's like, well, okay, well, what does that mean? It means that this movie is proving that Superman is showing up. It's not an origin film, thank God. Because like, I mean, we 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 I'm gonna say that in the 1978 Superman film is the best origin of Superman there has been. We don't need to get another one. Yeah, I just don't need more origin films. And like, no. I won't kind of disagree with you on, on, on the best, but give me an origin story for a purpose that is needed in the context of something else. But exactly. servicing a larger story. But don't give me an origin story just because we need to start and and explain all these characters i think honestly we have enough superhero stuff in the world that people know that if you're just gonna say this is the world that we're that this story is starting in they'll they'll take it and when you introduce a character that i don't know like booster gold all right give me a little more time to understand in the in the first arc who booster gold is but you don't need to explain that their superheroes exist yes and i think uh, having uh, introducing metamorpho hot girl like metamorpho like is that a really big story guy gardner again trust me you can get gary gardner in one scene in maybe at most three lines of dialogue you will encapsulate all of guy gardner in that short amount of time you don't need no origin film for that guy we don't need the origin films and we don't need one step by step by step by step of a growing population. We need to be like, hey, I've been doing stuff on my own. Hey, check you out. Hey, check you out. Oh, you're here too. Cool. And then just that that be the done. I just had a really interesting idea. I'm going to go back to this other slide for one second. Go for it. I think James Gunn, like all directors and writers, they'll, they'll take from their own their pages from their own books, right? Yeah. If you think about Guardians of the Galaxy, it was the first movie to expand Marvel dramatically. The yes. concept that there is a lot of stuff in the universe, like literally yep. in its own universe yep. that we just haven't talked about. 
right? It's just all of a sudden, bam, it's bigger. We're going to show you a small piece of it, but we're identifying that there's more. And I was thinking of Metamorpho, and I'm like, you, while you were talking a second ago, I was like, oh, yeah, Metamorpho is kind of like Drax. Wait, is he just like building another cast like the Gardens of the Galaxy? And I don't mean like he's exactly like Drax. I just meant like there's something when I looked at him, I was like, oh, he could be like this kind of a character in the grouping of people, not in powers, not. Yeah, it, or, or more just like, yeah, like people who play off of each other. Because for you to build the Gardens of the Galaxy, you have to definitely think about the personalities. And James Gunn very well told a story about all these people growing from different places. Even the person who was the villain who became the highest growth, you know, in, in, and became part of the crew. And so it's like this, this selection of people has to be much deeper from personalities that he wants to tell and what that means and why they're together even if it's very short-lived he's going to want to say something about who superman is based off of the people around him well if you're going to take like now this is assuming that james gunn is going to do repeated archetypes then i would say that mr terrific would be rocket i would say that guy gardner is drax i would say metamorpho is groot and i would say uh hawk girl is obviously yeah, um agree with that. uh um yeah but regardless about it being repeated it was just more the idea of i hear what you're saying he, him, you're saying. him instead of it being what one person why do you bring all these people in and i think it has a lot more to do with um using their personalities and what because he could if he's gonna have this big event to kill people off why would he just why do you just choose other characters i just realized something Guy Gardner is a Green Lantern, which means we actually might get very imaginative constructs. Ooh, yes. Not so boring ones. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, um, Green Lantern has a ring that allows him to, through his willpower, create constructs. Like anything he can imagine, he can create through his ring. Now, we have in the past not had the most imaginative uh, constructs that we've gotten from like the comics and the animated series. Well, actually, the, I would say Justice League anim animated series is by far the worst constructs we've ever gotten because they were just orbs all the time. But it would be very nice if James Gunn was actually like, hey, Gary Gardner is going to do like, like he could do like a whole sling of like jock frat boy level like constructs, but at least it would be imaginative. So like, I believe in James Gunn. Yeah, I mean, uh, same. And the fact that, again, he chose the <laughs> race car construct for the win. <laughs> the sad thing is he could do that, T. I could see that Guy Gardner doing that. Well, well Guy Gardner is 100 I'm even looking at a picture of Guy Gardner is 100% going to do a baseball bat with, with 100%. With a, baseball. He, a big like mitt to capture somebody or like, I don't know, like, like bullshit like that. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, I just, I like that it's a bunch of randoms, like in terms of like people you would have expected to be with, with Superman, because I think it will, will bode a lot, right? Like, I feel like, I feel like there's going to be a really good emotional connection between superman and metamorpho right like just something Possibly. empathetic between them i don't know what it is something about metamorpho's character just makes me feel like he's always self-conscious if i remember him correctly and and yeah and superman would just be so warm kind. around him 
Yeah. Yeah, because like Metamorpho's entire life got ruined because of it. Like he but like still. But yeah, so like uh these have been the announcements uh so far. And as you can see, like the uh we we really did rush through all the big ones. There were a lot of other small ones that took place, but as you can see, we're gotten a lot before the writer strike and this uh and the uh actor strike went off. There might be a bit of a cool down in terms of announcements for the next little bit. Nonetheless, uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed watching our coverage of this massive week of news. So, uh, Darce, I'm going to volley it back to you for our closing arguments, closing remarks. I got to stop doing that. Yeah, well, I mean, first off, make sure to like, subscribe, and share the podcast uh, if you are watching it on YouTube or if you go and, and uh, listen to it on all your you know, favorite podcasting things like Spotify or Apple Music or whatnot. Um, but yeah, that will be it for today. Uh, it's another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. My name is Darcy and... And this is Big Geek Umar. Uh, thank you all for uh, all your support and for the 100 people who have subscribed for our channel. Nice big milestone right there. And we are going to see you guys next week. Live long and prosper, y'all. I don't know. I my, my audio cut out for a second. I don't know what happened there. Did I talk over you? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think so. Well, I guess that's another end to the podcast. <laughs>